0: Hello there. General Kenobi! (laughs) You are listening to Mando Talk, your home for the Mandalorian chapter breakdown, speculation, and all kinds of Star Wars fun. (laughs) What is up all of you Ugnots and Jawas out there and welcome back to Mando Talk. I am your host, Caleb Keller, and joining me this week is none other than Nolan the Speculator, Ferris.
1: That's right. I'm back in the studio, and I can't wait to dive into this episode. Uh, We talked about kind of the guidelines on this Uh episode and kind of what we're going to be talking about, so if you're ready for some uneducated Nolan, (laughs) here you go. This one's the one for you. You love to see
0: it. You love to see it.
1: But hey, I'm an open mind. I'm going to keep throwing spitballs at something and seeing if they stick, and- Right. Here we go.
0: Well, that's what makes our show, Mando Talk, one of the best, is we've got, we've talked about this before, we've got our sweaties that kind of almost know everything. I'll never claim to know everything, ever. Uh, but then you also got your casual viewers, or not necessarily casual, you're definitely not a casual viewer at this point. Probably not. I mean, not. you're on a Star Wars uh, podcast, I do But don't I'm know, not but.
1: like, uh, I'm not like a, how would you say, I'm an enthusiast. Yeah. I'm not like a hardcore, know everything kind of have read all the books, have seen all the side shows and stuff like that. Right. Not, not that guy.
0: Right. But that that's what makes our show special is the fact that we have those differing takes, those views, and that's what, hopefully, everyone out there listening, regardless of where you're at in the community, you can relate to us in some way. For sure. Now, For sure. as always, let's get our plugs out of the way. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Mando Talk to have more fun with us. Subscribe to us on your listening platform of choice. We are on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and whatever else you can think of. Now, typically, or I haven't done this in a while, but I wanted to draw specific attention to to our YouTube channel, because there's a bit of an update that we've been doing for a couple of weeks, but I haven't really put it on air. First of all, on that platform, you can actually see us in studio, which is an absolute win, in our opinion. I mean, look at us. Uh, Second thing, once you are there, you wanna click the subscribe button and the bell so you are notified when new content from us drops. Now, speaking of content, you can expect our full show to drop on YouTube on Mondays at 6 a.m. Central, just like our podcast episodes. But there's also something new. So we've always done these Mando mini-talks. We just haven't really done them as much as we had always hoped. But what we've converted those Mando mini-talks into is like shorter, digestible sections of our bigger Mando talk show. And they drop throughout the week, kind of like 5 to 10 to 15 minute segments from our bigger show that came out on monday but they'll drop throughout the week at 10 a.m central that way it's more in the middle of the day kind of when everyone's out there doing their thing right so i wanted to throw that plug out there because it's been a i don't even think i've addressed that on air specifically but if you've been on youtube you've seen it uh so you'll want to check that out i've really enjoyed pumping those out i think it's really cool having those shorter segments it makes it easier i think
1: right and if you don't have the time to sit down and watch the whole episode at one time. We understand. You don't want to go back to it because then you lost your place and you got to fast forward. So just keep an eye out for our Mando mini talk out of the main show. So we break our shows up into segments. And we're just taking those segments and putting them into videos at one at a time where you can. And if you don't want to listen to the whole show, you can go and listen to this part or this part or this part. So correct. it's... uh. Kind of a little bit more user friendly for you guys out there. Yeah, and
0: I think it'll help our YouTube channel hopefully grow and help us
1: grow. Hit help that us subscribe grow. button. Help do us do
0: grow. what you got to do. Make us look good.
1: Get the bell on. <laughs> get the bell
0: on. Now, we are going to dive into our news kind of segments, as always, kind of during this off season. We're going to address those, but full disclosure, we are kind of recording this a day ahead of our typical because usually you get your news right. dumps on Fridays. Yes. So usually. That's, we get covered in the fact that we get everything in, but we are recording this a day early because we got some things going on this weekend. So What we, do we got going on this weekend? I don't know, man. I mean, it's, it's a pretty special day. I would
1: say so. Okay. It's, I think uh, it's podcast-worthy. It's
0: podcast-worthy. It's my birthday. My birthday's coming up this weekend on Sunday. I'll be going to just visit with my family, uh, so I'll be away from studio, so I figured... A day early, we got to get this thing in so I can go spend some time with my family and eat as much cake as possible.
1: That's right. At least I hope.
0: I hope that's what we got planned. I don't know. I don't know. I'm still surprised by it. Apparently, my wife's not telling me anything about what we're doing. We're just going. I'm assuming we're going to eat good food, though, at least. Your
1: mom always has good food. She always has good food, man. Shout out. (laughs) She's always got really good food. So, happy birthday our host has a birthday coming up sunday and sure. we want to wish him all a happy birthday as he's turning 25 turning a quarter man i know a whole washington i thing. know people <laughs> <laughs> i know
0: people listening are probably like oh man you're still young but man <laughs> it makes me feel old turning 25 i know next thing you know we'll be 30 and our lives will basically be over right no, i'm staying 25 forever <laughs> fair enough <laughs> fair enough So, yeah, full disclosure, if news happens to drop on Friday like typically Friday news drops happen, we'll get it next week. Promise. We always cover the big news. Right. So I wanted to throw that out there. And not that I know something's coming. I mean, if I knew that, I would probably tell you to look out for it.
1: If we were in any kind of a loop... (laughs) You guys would know about it, (laughs) yeah, yeah, you (laughs) would.
0: Okay, so let's get into our news segment, and our we always start with theatrical news, where we talk about movie news, rumors, and speculation. But again, another week has come, and no movie news. Not surprised at all, because again, we've always talked about it. Star Wars is streaming right now, Uh, Disney Plus full on content. Nothing else outside of that. Right. I mean, obviously they got movies in development, but that's not their main focus. However. Inside our theatrical news segment, I have been thinking personally about Attack of the Clones a lot this week. Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones of all films. So I figured we might as well talk about that film uh, together and some ideas that I've just been thinking about throughout the week, and I would love to hear your take since you're here. So the first take that I have is I feel like Attack of the Clones – and Solo, a Star Wars story, hmm. are the least talked about live action films in the Star Wars franchise. Okay. Would you agree with that take? Hmm. Of all the live action films.
1: Of all the live action films, Attack of the Clones and Solo are the least talked about. Hmm. I'm trying to think.
0: You got Phantom Menace, which I feel like was a huge a moment. Phantom Menace a
1: classic, yeah.
0: Uh, Revenge of the Sith. I mean, we
1: talk about that nonstop. That's that's yeah. No, that's a that's a your classic
0: movie. First movie, Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, and then the sequels
1: and Rogue One. And Rogue One. Rogue One is a definitely a fan favorite. Yes, and those are all the live actions, I guess. Right, I guess. they are. <laughs> I'm trying because that's what I was trying to think of a different one. But, right. Uh, no. I mean, I guess that that's a. That's a valid point. I think as so. Far at least. As the the least talked about is solo and which, you know, a lot of people do talk about solo. It's just they want to see a solo too.
0: Yeah, that's true. The ones that talk about it are the ones that want to see solo too, for right, sure. Right. So <laughs> I want to see solo too, don't get me wrong.
1: Yeah, I mean, Solo 2 hasn't even come out, and it's being talked about more than Attack of the Clones.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. You're so, not I mean, wrong. You know. <laughs> so we are going to talk about Attack of the Clones today real quickly. Hope you don't mind. But let me know in the YouTube comments if you want us to do Solo, A Star Wars Story, next. If that's the second least talked about film, let yeah. us know. If you want to hear us talk about that, I mean, I would have fun doing it. But... And while we're talking about that, though, I want to share possibly maybe why it's the least talked about. And I don't know the answer, but, I mean, I have some thoughts. I mean, is it just the least watchable? Like, is it the one that you can't watch consecutively over and over and over and over again like the rest of them? Hmm. Maybe. Is it just the least liked? Which, in my personal opinion, it is the least liked. Not that it's bad or anything, but it's the least liked of of all all the Star Wars films in my
1: take. I don't think it's the least liked.
0: Really? Really? Last Jedi.
1: The Last Jedi has <laughs> got to be the least liked. Oh,
0: man, I don't know. I don't know. And then my last question was, maybe it has just the least wow factor. Okay. Like, it I doesn't stand that. out like the rest of them. Right. Which I can make arguments, and that's what I'm fixing to do, of how that might have some wow factor. But what do you think? Of all those, least watchable, least liked, or least wow factor, which one do you think is more likely as to why mm. we don't talk about Attack of the Clones the most?
1: Um well just the plot in the that movie that section there's not like a it's kind of just a segue really yeah from Phantom Menace to uh Revenge of the Sith yeah
0: well ultimately it sets up Anakin's love for Padme right which sets up the foundation for why he turns evil basically all right. of his motivation it gives backstory behind why he would do all the things he does in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah.
1: So you're right. We get some clone action, I right. guess.
0: Right, right, So let's dive into it. Let's talk about some of the the cool points, the wow factors that I came up with. And the first thing in my head, because I didn't really even rewatch this like when I came up with this list. So if you think of others, let me know. I might have skipped For over sure. some. First one is Zam Wessel has serious Finnick Shand vibes. Zam is the bounty hunter slash changeling that worked for Django Fett at the beginning of the film. And I can't help but think that Favreau and Filoni looked at Django and Zam's like relationship for inspiration for Boba and Finnick in season two of The Mandalorian. What do you think mm-hmm. about that?
1: Well, Django killed her so Ooh, okay, yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's a little spicy. I, I hope Boba doesn't <laughs> kill
0: Finnick, man. I think Django killed her though, because he had to. Yeah, I would love to see maybe do they actually have a better relationship than right. just that? <laughs> yeah,
1: because I mean, we see them like he pays her and tells her the target and everything right. like a regular bounty hunter. Yeah, but then yeah, it, yeah. the next scene, he's like shooting a dart <laughs> in her neck
0: you're not wrong so you're not wrong. I, for some I don't know reason what kind I of relationship they have
1: <laughs> but on the other hand i do see the resemblance between zam and, and fennec mm-hmm. and um they do fit the bounty hunter role obviously yeah um
0: i don't know now oh that made me think of another question is Finnick gonna turn it well i She's already been a bounty hunter. What am I thinking? Mm-hmm. What am I thinking? I completely yeah. forgot about her season one like setup.
1: Yeah, her death, right? Soap right. opera death where yeah. she comes back. Yeah,
0: basically yeah. the setup for why Boba Fett comes back.
1: Pretty much, pretty <laughs> much, yep uh,
0: But my next point was Django Fett. Since we're already talking about Django, mm-hmm. easily one of the best parts anytime that he's in on screen of Tamera the Morrison. entire film. I mean, yes, Tamara Morrison, phenomenal. I mean, his really fight scene with Kenobi, great. Just the conversation that they have on the, Kamino.
1: The tension. Great. And, yeah, that acting. Because Ewan McGregor and then Tamara Morrison, they're two big actors anyways. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Putting them together, they worked the set yeah, well together. Yeah. Now, that is some really good acting between those two characters. But for mm-hmm. the rest of some of the characters, it's kind of like...
0: Yeah. Ooh. And that's that was kind of going into my next point how the entire plot of Kenobi discovering the clone army on Kamino is great. Yes. While Anakin begins his descent to the dark side on Tatooine is gold. Like the mm-hmm. on paper that sounds great, but the execution as far as like acting like you were mm-hmm. just alluding to. I hate them. <laughs> between Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman. Mm-hmm. For some reason, it was just off in Attack of the Clones, and it's a little off in Revenge of the Sith, but it gets better, in my opinion, uh, by the time Episode 3 comes around. Maybe they just got more confident and comfortable with their characters or just being on a Star Wars set. I don't know the answer behind that, but yeah, the execution of the acting has always been and I think will always be my biggest issue with Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, man, I mean, Anakin killing all those Tusken Raiders after his mom died—great stuff. Yeah. I loved that scene. Yep. Uh Anakin falling in love with Padme—I thought it was justifiable. Just again, the execution was off entirely. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to see the Baru family, Uncle Baru family, Uncle Owen and Aunt Baru, mm-hmm. uh, kind of younger. Yep. So those are cool connections just that whole plot line wasn't as good as kenobi uh, right finding the clone army so i right. want to throw that out there next thing that i loved, count dooku I thought count dooku was oh, a yes. solid villain
1: well they they cast that character perfectly yeah, as well. They,
0: they really did he was the perfect actor to play mm. uh count dooku the fight scenes between him and kenobi and Anakin were great as well as, I mean, that was Yoda's first time live action ever using a lightsaber. So, and I was too young to remember that moment, but I'm sure that moment was awesome for, like, diehard oh, yeah. Star Wars, like, old fans. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, in Empire and Return of the Jedi, he was just an old, kind of, limping around master. Watched up weirdo. Yeah, so I bet when they saw that... Uh, I mean, I would have lost my mind regardless of how the film was going beforehand. Flipping
1: around and everything. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome to see. Uh,
0: But yeah, and then my final point there still, and I've already mentioned it, unquestionably my least favorite live action film, personally, even less than The Last Jedi. And it's not necessarily the story, because I I like the Attack of the Clones story. Because yeah. it's George Lucas's vision, mm-hmm. which as a Star Wars fan, it's hard to deny the creator's vision. Uh, and I don't want to dive into The Last Jedi. Let us know if you want us to continue to dive into The Last Jedi. Uh, but yeah, I disagree with some of the story points in that movie. But yeah, Attack of the Clones, just the execution. It comes back to that. I don't know. Those are the things that I've been thinking about regarding Attack of the Clones all week. Don't know why. Uh, maybe I need to just watch that movie again and... Uh, I don't know, evaluate it a little bit more. I feel like maybe Attack of the Clones just isn't respected enough, in my opinion. And I think people are liking it more and more as the years go by, but it, it in my opinion, it's still the least talked about.
1: Yeah, I would agree with you there, and I would probably agree with you on the, uh, the least respected Star Wars film, mm-hmm. just because it was, well, the acting wasn't great in some of them, some of the scenes and, but I did like a lot of the stuff we talked about. It's bringing back, you know, memories of that movie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it is really, I mean, it's a good movie. Yeah. There's cool moments. I mean, I didn't but even. But it's just not the best movie. Right. And
0: I've completely even, I was just thinking about as you were talking, Mace Windu, killing Jango. Yeah. That was great. hmm And you know what? I didn't even notice this until I saw it recently on some Star Wars group that I'm a part of on a social media platform. I never noticed that Django's jetpack like, malfunctioned and that's how his head got sliced off. Like He was trying to jetpack away, but for some reason it just wouldn't work. And I have no clue why that's the case and I want to know wh- more why that's the case. Come on now. Faulty tech, let's go. You got to fix that.
1: Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> Mandalorian armor.
0: Exactly. You don't expect that from Mando armor. Hmm. But anyway, those are my thoughts on Attack of the Clones. I don't know why. It's been on my mind. Let us know what you think of Attack of the Clones, your rating on it, where you would put it as far as your Star Wars list goes. I know for me it's on the bottom, but as always, being on the bottom for Star Wars ain't that big of a deal for me because I just love all the Star Wars content.
1: Yeah, All
0: of it. All of it. Every bit of it. Give me all of it. <laughs> all right, so no theatrical news, but we wanted to dissect Attack of the Clones a little bit. Let us know if you want us to do solo next. Let us know if you want just kind of our without watching it. I kind of like doing that. Without watching it, mm-hmm. what do we remember? Because that represents really-
1: The impact of that.
0: Yeah, correct. So let us know if you want us to do a unwatched solo quick takeaway kind of thing. All right. Next up on our show is our Streaming Wars segment. We're still waiting on that uh, on that song sent in to us by a listener. Listeners, if you got a Streaming Wars intro song, you better be sending that to us because we will play it 1,000%. But anyway, Streaming Wars is where we talk about Disney Plus news, rumors, and speculation. Now, this is getting to where the part where Nolan doesn't feel too confident about talking about it. he had already mentioned. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> so here's the news. Legacy Star Wars content is coming to Disney Plus on April 2nd. In a press release for the Disney Plus content arriving in the next month, it's been revealed that a trove of retro Star Wars content is hitting the service on April 2nd. Most notably, all 25 segments of the Clone Wars series released between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Now, I am bummed, personally, that Jacob's not here because Jacob loves these Clone Wars Volume 1 and Volume 2 things that came out. Right, I think it was in 2003. I believe that is when it came out. Jacob's always sending me videos on YouTube of segments from that show. He's like, dude, you gotta check this out. Dude, you gotta check this out. And I texted him this week the news that it was coming out and he was like, oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so I know he's excited and I know he wants oh, to talk yeah. about it. So I threw a tweet out there Basically kind of saying, you know, let us know if you want Mando Talk to do a massive review show over all of this legacy old content. I know Jacob's on board, but there's also someone special that's on board, and I'm going to go ahead and throw it on air. That way it happens. Rebel Scum Texan wants to get back on the show to review some of this content. That was our giveaway winner, so we really appreciate Rebel Scum Texan's continued support, and I feel like we've mentioned him, actually a couple of times in the past couple of weeks but that's great I mean if you're gonna be a, a great listener on the show we will always talk to you and talk about you yeah so Rebels Scum we can't wait to review this I'm making it happen so on the list of stuff that is coming on April 2nd that yes here at Mandel Talk we apparently are gonna review Caravan of Courage that is an Ewok movie Nolan have you ever heard of it nope okay Ewoks The Battle for Endor that is obviously an Ewoks movie Nolan have you ever heard of it No. Nope. <laughs> Star Wars Clone Wars Volume 1 and Star Wars Clone Wars Volume 2. You've heard of it, you just haven't seen it. Oh, well, I've heard of the Clone Wars. (laughs) But not this version, not this take. No. Okay. Star Wars Ewoks Season 1 and Season 2.
1: I'm going to save you. No.
0: (laughs) And the story of the faithful Wookiee. Oh, no. (laughs) No. So the story of the Faithful Wookiee is the animated segment inside the holiday special where we first saw Boba Fett. That is where Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni got the inspiration for the pulse rifle of Din Djarin's in The Mandalorian. So it'll be cool to revisit that. Oh, that's pretty Maybe cool. watch it in, I don't know, 1080p because I'm assuming that it's not going to be in 4K at all oh yeah uh, probably probably but, be 420p Why? Well, <laughs> well, you're not wrong you're that's <laughs> probably right at maximum 720 honestly yeah. <laughs> but i can't wait to watch that part again it'd be cool to see that because it's impossible to see the holiday special i have seen the holiday special it's been a really long time all i know is it wasn't that great Uh, but the story of Faithful Wookiee's pretty cool because it's got that Boba Fett moment. That's the first time we ever saw Boba Fett. Caravan of Courage and Ewoks the Battle for Endor. I only saw small parts of it. I believe I was watching it on my sister's TV for some reason. I don't know why, but I don't remember anything about that. Like I said, Clone Wars Volume 1 and Clone Wars Volume 2, I've watched some of them because Jacob loves them to death, so I'm sure he will be forcing me He ain't got to force me, come on. He's going to make me watch those probably with him. True. Uh, And then Star Wars Ewoks Season 1 and Season 2. Haven't seen that, honestly. I haven't seen a second of that. That's the only thing on the list that I haven't seen any part of. So those of you listening, if you have seen this content, all of that legacy Star Wars content, let us know on the YouTube comment section. Tell us what you remember about it, if we should really even look forward to this. I am looking forward to it because I am a nerd. And anything Star Wars labeled on it, I will be checking it out. Oh, yeah. All right, next up on the Streaming Wars segment, news-wise, Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus series adds Todd Chernowski, probably said his last name wrong, but oh well, as production designer, according to Discussing Film. So it's going to happen. Now, I'm not somebody behind the scenes as far as making movies go. We are not those kind of people. We are just Star Wars fans that share the news, so I figured we would share it. He did serve as supervising art director for The Last Jedi, so it's not his first go-around with Star Wars content, and he was the same position production designer for Star Trek Picard, Pet Cemetery, and Star Trek Discovery. So he's played in the sci-fi arena with Star Trek. Are we okay with bringing him into the Star Wars community? I mean, that's questionable. I mean, but he did do the Last Jedi, so right. BA is already so, saying no, we don't want him, even though he knows yeah. nothing about production
1: design, probably. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, he does have experience with sci-fi and everything, True. so he he might bring something new to the table. Uh, You know, different dynamics. Right. So now I know both strokes. of those
0: both of those news pieces were things that honestly we aren't strong in, but this last no. one. I'm not at all. This last one is down Nolan's lane because we are speculating with this last Streaming Wars news piece. Uh Uh-oh. And that is the actor Mina Masoud. Me and Horvath, me and Zach Horvath, talked about him a couple weeks ago when we did that show together about how there was a report or a rumor that he might be playing a live action Ezra Bridger. Well, this week on Instagram, he got on his personal account and he teases the idea of him playing Ezra Bridger in a very cryptic Instagram post that had the following caption. Hey, just so you know, when I escape, I won't hurt any of you. Now, on the surface, if you haven't seen Star Wars Rebels, you you would probably just keep scrolling. First of all, he was completely shirtless. You would probably see it. You'd be like, man, he's a good looking guy. Then keep scrolling. Uh, but those of you that have seen Star Wars Rebels know That Ezra says this line, hey, just so you know, when I escape, I won't hurt any of you. He says it in Season 2, Episode 9, which is titled, Stealth Strike. Is he, like, in this cryptic post, is he A, confirming that the rumor is true, or B, just messing with the fans? What do you think, Nolan? Hmm.
1: I don't know. I don't... Hmm.
0: It's hard to get in the guy's head, obviously, but it is hard to. And we're not going to judge you. We're not going. This isn't going to hurt your record.
1: Okay, okay. If it's not going to hurt my record, <laughs> then I'll, uh, I'll give it my honest opinion. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> if it is true, mm-hmm. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Because where are we at with the story of Ezra? When that said, I mean, he's on the ship with Thrawn well that
0: line is way before the Thrawn plot okay but still I mean regardless correct but Ezra in the story was last seen with Thrawn and he has now vanished away with Thrawn and we know at least in my opinion we know that is why Ahsoka is searching for Thrawn because she knows obviously Thrawn is somehow connected with his location regardless if if they're still together which I highly doubt, I feel like it wouldn't make sense for them to still just hang out like 30 years later. Uh, yeah, we hate each other's guts, but we're just still sitting here in the same starship. Not happening. Right. Uh, but at least Thrawn will be able to put her in the correct direction or okay. tell tell her what happened with him. So yeah, yeah that's kind of where Ezra's at. He's out there unknown in the galaxy currently, uh, but hopefully that's what they explore in Ahsoka. I feel like that's her, right. her mission behind why she's trying to find Thrawn.
1: To get to Ezra.
0: Correct. I can see that. Now, and then again, even more backstory behind why Ahsoka even wants to get Ezra. Uh, Ahsoka, in my opinion, in Rebels, was starting to view Ezra kind of as an apprentice, almost. Now, obviously, Ezra was already an apprentice to Kanan, but Kanan passed away. He didn't make it in Rebels, and I feel like Ahsoka and Ezra would be a perfect duo uh, to maybe even carry the future of... Mando-verse or Star Wars now that the sequel trilogy is over. I think those are two characters that the community has latched onto and I could easily see it it being one of those situations where it's known characters but they're going to bring them back and make them the face of the Star Wars story here in the next few years. Kind of like how they've done with uh, and I, I know we're connected to Marvel here but Elizabeth Olsen and WandaVision I feel like they are possibly toying with the idea of making her the face of mcu for the next phase kind of like they did with robert downey jr as iron man and oh chris evans as captain america i think they might be transitioning that way i think they could do that with ahsoka rosario dawson and maybe mina masoud as uh ezra bridger i don't know what do you think speculator put your speculating cap on where are you at with this like and we're kind of pushing away from maybe him just teasing with the idea. Let's just act like this is truth. Like he's gonna be Ezra. You excited to see Ezra?
1: So Ezra is before, like when him and Thrawn disappear or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's before the First Order.
0: That's before the First Order and it's before A New Hope. Mm. So it is about, I would say five... I don't know. Luke is a little kid in Rebels. Because in one of the episodes it shows Kenobi watching little Luke running from a distance. So he's a little kid, so we're about five to 10 years away from A New Hope. Okay, okay. Hmm. So where's your head at with this?
1: Well, I was trying to get the timeline down, um, but man, this one's hard to do because I don't know a whole lot about, like I know a little bit about Ahsoka and everything, mm-hmm. but who would they be fighting or do you think they would get together before the First Order? Because we know in the Mandalorian, Ahsoka is still looking. Right. Cause, and yeah. that's five years after.
0: Correct. After Return of the Jedi.
1: Return of the Jedi.
0: Yeah. Now, so you are you trying to connect this back to the First Order?
1: Well, I'm trying to get them to, when are they going to get together? Mm, I what, see. when would they reunite in the timeline of the skywalker saga
0: it would it's got to be i'm assuming if she's already asking that question in the mandalorian i can't imagine it being much longer down the road that they finally intersect because we're going to get the story pretty soon so right um and obviously they're not going to skip ahead in time uh i would expect it happen before the force awakens because we're still 25 years away from the events of the Force Awakens. I can't imagine. I mean, they got Rosario Dawson. They're not going to age her 25 years when she looks incredible as Ros- right. Rosario Dawson does. Uh, so I would imagine it's going to be pretty soon. So they're going to meet each other before the Force Awakens. So they're going to meet each other when the First Order is getting established, which I think connects back to maybe how Thrawn is connected to that.
1: Do you think they ever meet with Luke <sighs> at the new Jedi Temple?
0: I would love it. I would honestly love it. That's always been one of my- Because now we
1: got Luke in the Mandalorian. Right.
0: That's always been one of my I wish kind of things. I wish Ahsoka somehow would meet Luke. And now in this Mandoverse, they've got that possibility. And from you know me being the nerd that wants to see all of the incredible stuff that I always want to do, that's one of those things that I feel like if you don't do it, it's a missed opportunity. Because everyone would love to see Ahsoka meet- the son of the person that, and not in a love interest way, but the person that she loved the most in her life as a brother, Mm -hmm. Anakin. I mean, it would be poetic if they got to meet each other. I don't know. It's something that I've always wanted to see. Uh, But I do kind of see maybe the plot issues of Ahsoka and Ezra running into Luke, but never showing up in the sequels. Because those are two huge characters that it wouldn't make sense for us to not see them in the sequels. Right. And then something else that throws a wrench in it is you hear Ahsoka's voice at the end of The Rise of Skywalker whenever Rey is hearing from all of the Force ghosts or past Force users. And I know Filoni's been out there saying, well, that doesn't necessarily mean she's dead, kind of thing. So, you know know how it is. We talked Mm -hmm. about this a couple weeks ago. In Star Wars, nobody dies. I mean, they're coming back somehow.
1: (laughs) Right. But, so...
0: We're venturing, but we're having fun. Look, we're just talking old to Star would Wars. She
1: be, she would be so old
0: in the sequels, or in uh, Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, add thirty years or add twenty years, twenty five years to where she's at right now. She was probably about teenager in Clone Wars. Yeah. She's probably about mid twenties in Rebels. So right now she's probably about. 30, 35, 40?
1: Well, I mean, you look at uh, Princess Leia.
0: Mm-hmm. By the time the sequels came around? Mm, that's a good point. And Ahsoka's older than Leia. By a lot. About however old she was in Clone Wars is how much older she is. We'll just say 20. Yeah. We'll we'll stick to that to make the math easy. <laughs> so, she yeah, be, that's an interesting point. a
1: different species, but... Steel. Well, that's a, a
0: whole other thing too. In itself, is her being a different species because we know age age is different for different species. I and mean, that's probably their loophole. Yeah, Chewy is what eight hundred or something really yeah. old. I I know that number. I don't know for a fact if it's eight hundred right off the top of my head, but and then Yoda is like three hundred. No, I think he's even older. Honestly. <laughs> I don't know. The age of different species in Star Wars is their loophole. Like, that's how they get around that situation. Now, Ezra can get around that situation. He's human. Mm -hmm. That ain't changing. But, anyway, to kind of get us back on the tracks here, in which I was having fun with just that quick discussion. I hope you were having fun, too. We're just having fun as Star Wars fans. Ezra and Ahsoka, honestly, at this point, I'm going to say, even if it's not mean sound, 90% I'm putting like 90% of my chips on the table that Ezra shows up in Ahsoka. It's just just one of those things that wouldn't make sense for it to not be addressed.
1: What if Thrawn has killed him?
0: I mean, that's a possibility, and that would legitimize a lot of non-animated show watchers. That would make Thrawn evil real quick for those that haven't watched Rebels. Like that would be a oh man we don't want to mess with this guy then if he killed a Jedi, kind of thing. But I don't think Filoni would kill a character like that off screen for those that have watched his Star Wars Rebels because that's his baby. Right. He made that thing without George Lucas practically. George Lucas was heavily involved with Clone Wars Rebels was more so Filoni's little baby. So I I, I would have to pass on them killing Ezra off screen personally. Just too big of a character. Too big of a character in the canon sphere. Gotcha. Who knows? What do you think, guys? Those of you listening, do you want to see, A, Ezra Bridger come into Ahsoka, and B, do you want to see Mina Sound play Ezra Bridger? I know I would love to see it. I think he's a great actor. I know Zach was talking about how he was great in Aladdin. I still haven't seen the live-action Aladdin, but he was talking about how... Aladdin's character traits kind of fit perfectly with Ezra so it would make sense for that actor to play that role so let us know what you think okay last segment of this week's show is Canon Cantina where we talk about video game book and comic news and again this is one of those things that I can't speak to a whole lot but just wanted to throw out there for our Star Wars listeners and that is that Dirge I believe I'm saying that correct A significant Legends character is returning to canon in Marvel Comics' The Bounty Hunter crossover in June 2021. Now, the reason why this is kind of important and connects back to our legacy content Mm -hmm. that's coming on Disney Plus soon is that this character first appeared and only appeared in the Clone Wars show that's coming back out, the old Clone Wars show. So I know you were talking about before we got on air talking about how you feel like maybe all of this legacy Star Wars stuff is getting dumped out there because they might have future stuff to connect to it.
1: That was my whole thing with all this um you know, I'm um, old stuff. They're right. bringing it back. They have a reason to bring it back. I mean, you were saying that the reason you can't go and watch it right now is cuz it's so awful.
0: Well, and it's hard to find. Yeah. Like
1: they have They've made it hard to find. They've made it very hard to find. And so they're bringing it back for some reason. You can probably it, find it on YouTube. <laughs> it will tie in some way to what the new Mandoverse. You think so?
0: I do. Because the Ewoks fit right after Return of the Jedi. I mean, right. it's right down that lane. Right. Ooh,
1: There's I don't know, some man. reason they're
0: bringing it back. I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know about connecting to the Mandoverse, but it's very clear that it's connecting to Canon Cantina content, video games, books, and comics. That's right. If they're already doing it here in June with that one character coming back that was first in that old Clone Wars show. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I feel like you might retract on that statement once you actually have seen those things because maybe you'll be like, yeah, I don't want to see any of that Mandoverse stuff. I don't know, though.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, you think about it. You could have Din go to... Um... Indoor? Yeah, indoor.
0: And run into one of the Ewoks. Yeah, or do something. <laughs> I mean I don't know. There's ways. There's ways to do easy callbacks like that. Like for those of us which is gonna be us to watch this stuff, there's ways in Mando to somehow make a little plug like, oh, there is uh Wiki Wiki, the Ewok, I don't know, I'm just making up some name. Yeah. There's Wiki Wiki there in the corner. Freak out, for those of you that have watched Caravan of Courage. Yeah. <laughs> I do think it's possible to see that. But as far as, like, integral for the story, nah, I don't think so. mm Okay, so you're kind of on, on boat with that.
1: Yeah, I would say All right. so. All right, sweet, sweet. Unless they just take a wild turn. Yeah. And it goes like Jacob, Nat Geo, <laughs> Star Wars. Okay, now...
0: To be fair, Jacob is starting to win me over with this thing.
1: Oh, goodness.
0: This Star Wars nature thing where you can see like creatures in their natural habitat. I mean, that's probably going to get more eyes than Star Wars Ewoks or Caravan of Courage or I don't know. I don't know, oh, man. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I think it'd be cool. You throw that thing in 4K, natural noises no other it's not natural though (laughs) hey it's natural to me man okay (laughs) no i don't know i'm just messing i'm I'm trying to get off jacob's back i know we give him a really hard time for that idea but he's all for it yeah like he's all for that idea and he's not even joking when he says he would like to see that (laughs) oh man well listen guys we really appreciate you being here this week and we hope that you enjoy the content this week and check us out again on youtube if you want shorter segments if this was too much for you all in one sitting which hopefully if you're still here it wasn't too much because we really pre- appreciate your full-on listen uh check out our youtube channel we'll all, we'll always put shorter segments there for you to see uh and follow us on facebook twitter instagram at mando talk we know it might have been a shorter episode this week but again my birthday is coming up, so uh, I wanted to get an episode in because we want to keep giving you content, but I look forward to celebrating myself. Let's be real. I mean, I can't you wait. I can't 25's wait. 25's a big number. 25's huge.
1: I oh, like next year your insurance should go down. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. It's awesome.
0: That's absolutely exciting. 25's awesome. <laughs> well, listen, Nolan, I appreciate you being here as always. For sure. For sure. And uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and send it to him again. Follow us wherever you can find us, and subscribe to us wherever you can find us. And I'll send it to Nolan to
1: get us out of here. Happy birthday, host. Thank you, sir. We <laughs> have spoken.